This is Face First with Ryan Clark. That was off now. Ah, what's up? This is episode two, and this one is extremely special to me because this is called LSU Fans Need This. Y'all need to listen to this because right now we are making a huge deal of the game. Yeah, the game. The one that's been the game for the last decade for us. The one that we've cared about so much. The one that we've actually lost the last eight times. The game. LSU. Alabama. I've been talking about it all week. I was on TV. I even hugged a video screen of Coach Ed Ogeron. Because guess what? We finally accept him as our coach. We aren't even asking for the other guy anymore. LSU, Bama, 1-2 in the AP poll, 2-3 and three in the college football playoff poll. And we all know what's going to happen after one of these teams win this week. They're going to be number one. That's how it happens. It's crazy that there's actually more football to be played after this week. Yes, this is not the last game of the season. Somebody still has to play next week. Someone still has to win the SEC West. And they have to win the SEC Championship before it even staking matters. That's what's crazy, though. Because if you ask LSU fans, which I am one, not only an alum, I'm not just a former football player, I am a fan. I have been talking about this game since the beginning of the season. We beat Texas, I ain't really care. We beat Florida, I ain't really care. We beat Auburn, I still really didn't care. I've been talking about November 9th since August 9th because it matters that much to us, to the fans. You think about it, game of the century. It was nine to six, and that was overtime. They took extra time to get to nine to six. It's not going to be that no more. There's no more Eric Reeds. There's no more Tyron Matthews. There's no more more Mo Claiborne's. We thank goodness there's not a Jordan Jefferson playing quarterback. No offense, JJ. I love you, but we know what that looked like. This is different, right? We're moving into a new world. We're we're not waiting for Jared Lee, right? It's not about Spencer Ware. Russell Shepard, Reuben Randall, it's the Jamar Chases of the world, and it's Justin Jefferson and Terrace Marshall and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Oh, and by the way, it's Joe freaking Heisman. Oh, wait, his last name's Burrow, but we'll be calling him Joe Heisman after he goes crazy this game and we win, and then we see him in New York later on in the season. There's so much about this game that, that, that makes me excited, but there still has to be football to be played. Can Christian Fulton and Derek Stingley match up with those guys, the Judys and the Rugs on the outside? And then inside, can we win? Can Jacoby Stevens, Grant Delpit, Kerry Vincent Jr., what do they do with Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith? How do we stop Najee Harris out of the backfield? There is still a game to be played. And does Joe Brady step up again and say, you know what? I'm going into this game without PTSD because that's what everybody else has. We were texting yesterday about my hoodie. We were texting yesterday about my sports coat because this dude says, you know what? I'm not watching TV. I'm not worried about all these things. I'm focused on converting third downs. I'm focused on first and 10, making sure we have the right play called. That's the type of dude we need with headphones on. These aren't people who are scarred by 10 to nothing, by 21 to nothing, by 29 to nothing. We're moving into this game. This is a new day. So don't bring all your baggage into Saturday. Leave that junk at the airport. If you're flying up to Alabama, leave your baggage there. If you're driving to Tuscaloosa, just don't pack a bag. 
Because you know, win or lose, you ain't changing clothes anyway. You are going home in what you went to the game for. In one, because you're not going to want to change it. Two, you're probably going to drink way too much after either of those things happen to even be able to change it. You're not going to have the wherewithal too. And so as excited as we've been year after year, because we've been in the college football playoff rankings before, we've been there. We know what it looks like to stand atop the mountain. And then we know what it looks like when we plummet and fall like old boy and get out after this game is over. Don't bring all that into this. This is about this Saturday. This is about this team and what they can do, what they've done better than every other team in the country to this point. Because you know, I know, that if the college football playoff committee was about resume, was about what have you done for me lately, the purple and gold would sit atop the rankings. But no, they're hedging their bets because they're saying that when we go up there, right, in the white jerseys, the gold helmets, the gold pants, traditional, classic, to play against the burgundy and the burgundy and the white, traditional and classic, in what's going to be a non-traditional game that's not classic for these two teams. We're going to see high-powered offense. We're going to see big plays. We're going to see Nick throw his, uh, his headphones. And we're going to see Ed Ogeron turn beat red at some point. That's what we signed up for. And to talk about that, I want to bring on Matt Moscona. He's the host of After Further Reviews every weekday for three hours. He does a great job. He's an award winner here in town in the BR. I'm not just interviewing the TV host. I'm not interviewing the radio host. I don't want to interview the dude that does podcasts. You know who I want to interview? I want to interview Matty Moscone that had hair. Yeah, he had the curly top. It almost looked like a jerry curl. I want to interview the dude that has a picture in his office with the vest on at the wedding reception getting lit. That's who I want. I don't want this dude that's going to sit up here and say, well, you know, after I was preparing for this interview and this podcast, I thought to him, I don't want him. I want the dude that's screaming Cali High every week. So without further ado, because he's sitting here right on the side, I want to welcome my guy, Matt Moscona. So my first question for Matt is, as a fan, not the... the, the I thought you were going to break, man. See, now I, get to inter- now I get to interrupt you. I don't like that. I know. Man. Is that what? I, is that what I do? What are you talking about, RC? Wow. Is that what you do? Wow. How rude! It must. Am I that rude? One time I was watching. <laughs> I was watching a Karate Kid one time, and I couldn't believe that this guy, this dude, slaps his hand together, rubs him, and then all of a sudden it's like wow! And guy's leg was healed. Is that your impression of I me? I love man. It's your show. Go ahead. Is that is that your impression of me? Something like that. Gosh, I'm so good. <laughs> Am like I that good? Uh, you're way better than that. I really like you're that. You're way better than that. Well, since since you're RC, I'm gonna ask you RC type questions. All right. So just as a fan. All right. Nope. So so not. So we gonna take you away from your job. That's hard to do, man. I want to take you away from you. And, and listen, sometimes the fan and 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 the media personality meet. Yeah. What's your feeling about this game? Not what's your scouting report. What is your feeling about this game? A feeling is that I hate that team. I hate them. I hate, I hate the fact that LSU can't beat them. I hate the fact that it's been eight years. I hate the fact that they've ruined great seasons. 
I hate the fact that the greatest season in LSU history got derailed by a team that didn't deserve to be in there. I hate the fact that Alabama is so up in LSU's head right now. I hate the fact that since 2012, the TJ Yeldon play. Uh-huh. I mean, damn it, RC. And I can say that here because it's a podcast. Yeah. I mean, everyone talks about how the, the January 9th, 2012 National Championship game is the day that LSU football changed. No, it wasn't. Because the next year, you had Eric Reed and you had... Uh, Sam Montgomery and Barkevius Mingo and Kevin Minter and Therold Simon and you had Spencer Ware and you had Michael Ford you had a, a squad again man all those guys in 2011 were sophomores and, and, and they were juniors. right there too they, they were, were right there, there man. right there and if you win that game in Baton Rouge in 2012 you're back you're you are you are pile driving Notre Dame and for the listen, national listen, championship about, and he's talking about the TJ Yeldon play Jalen yeah. Mills blitzes off the slot it's a great call the screen goes right behind where yeah. he is. They score a late touchdown, and and they lose. And it still starts, though, Matt. It still starts in that national championship. I know. The, the same national championship where I was campaigning for Oklahoma State to get into the national championship. And you know nice. why? Because <laughs> I already knew. You knew it was going to happen. You know, I, I watched the fact that Nick Saban could not recruit a kicker, and yeah. that was the reason we were able to win that game. But even in that, do you feel as a fan, we carry that with us in a way that puts it onto the team? Do you think that Coach Ogeron feels that? Do you think Steve Insminger feels I think, that? I think Ed Ogeron's done a phenomenal job. Of, and maybe it took bringing a guy on who wasn't here for that to be able to compartmentalize. Look, man, there's no, there is no doubt, R.C., the reason that Les Miles got fired wasn't because he couldn't beat Alabama. A lot of teams, a lot of teams can't beat Alabama. But when you lose to Alabama, and then the next week you lose to Arkansas, and then a week after that you lose to Ole Miss, well, now all of a sudden you're five and three in the conference. You're not close. It's not just about Alabama anymore. It was that game, this game, the Alabama game became everything to where when when LSU lost it, everything unraveled. And man, if you're losing, and look. Go back to 2015, RC. People forget. People, for, Everyone assumes LSU hasn't been competitive in this series since, since 11 and 12. In 2015, LSU was number two in the playoff rankings. Leonard Fournette, they, you, you said it. He, he's going to win the Heisman. Like, I, I wore my jersey on TV, bro, actually. Like People forget how good they were, how special 2015 was for eight weeks. And then... They went to they went to Tuscaloosa. We all know Fournette, thirty one rush yards. But the the week after, they lost by three touchdowns on their home field to Arkansas. It, like an okay Brett Bielema Arkansas squad came in here and beat you by three touchdowns. That's the problem. No, so so but that that was the problem. But the other piece of it is Matt is if you don't win this game, even that matters less. Yeah, I got you. Uh, you're right. You're right. And so and so I I, I agree with you. That was a huge part in Les not being the head coach anymore. Yeah. But I remember the coaching search after Les was gone. I remember the names that everybody wanted. We wanted the Tom Hermans and you wanted the Jimbo Fishers. And then you land, and it was kind of by default, we land on Ed Ogeron. And there were many people who didn't think it was a good hire. There were a lot of people who thought it was a bridge coach. And you were one of those oh, guys. Yeah. So with what I was, I was conducting the train, right? Bro. So 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 with what Ed Ogeron has done now, 
have your feelings changed? Do you one? Do you think you were wrong then, or were you, or, or were those those feelings justified? Mm -hmm. And two, if so, have those feelings changed now for the better? So that is an important differentiation. And can I go back to being Maddie Moscona for a second? To yeah, be Maddie. Is that right. the dude with the head like the little curly Superman joint so, in the front well, right what, here? See, that's what happens. See, I grew my hair really long because you know when you go to Cali High, you got to keep it short. And so okay. then everybody, when you graduate, you grow it out because you can, right? All okay. of a sudden. So early two thousands, man. You know when when you were lighting dudes up in 01, that a game when Rohan threw for five hundred yards up in Tuscaloosa, that was my. Those were my. I was a student at LSU during that. Okay, so my perspective when you are the most passionate in your life was 2001 to 2004. I was there for Nick birthing the giant at LSU. Now, my senior year at LSU was 03. Mm -hmm. They won a national championship, something I thought I'd never see in my life. Okay. So, <laughs> wait, about, you thought you'd never see it in your life? RC, people forget this perspective, man. Oh, we were bad. It, it, it not just bad, but LSU had gone forty-five years. It, it just felt like an unattainable dream. Even even the teams that we felt like LSU had great seasons, they got derailed at some point. It, a national championship felt like an unattainable goal. It, it did collectively. And so when LSU got there, it was like it was euphoria. Man, I I was in the Superdome after when LSU beat Oklahoma. It was me, my dad, and my brother. I had a cigar in my pocket when Marcus Spears, when the Swagoo got the pick six. I pulled my Swag. I pulled my cigar out of my pocket. I was a senior at LSU RC because I knew no team in the world was scoring two touchdowns against that defense. They were that good. I cried on the ramp and smoked my cigar <laughs> in the Superdome outside the Superdome. So you cried. I cried after. That so game. so boy. So so men can so, cry. Yes. Over football yes. games. So, just so you know, that's the perspective. That's Maddie Moscone, now, I, right? I, I will say this. To your point, when we were talking firing Les Miles the year before he got fired, mm -hmm. I reminded everyone on national TV, I said, listen, guys, remember, this isn't historically this champions, championship-level right. football university. Continue. But having lived through that and known what the top of the mountain looks like and feels like and then watching Les get there again in 07, as idiosyncratic as Les was, the, the man deserves credit for continuing the success. And you also have levels of, you have different examples where you can look at where Tennessee is right now. You ran off a great coach and you got the wrong hire. Okay, So I looked at LSU to, to your, now I'll get to your question, my apologies. Nah, but, hey, do your thing. We got all kinds of times. It's my actual own show. Go ahead. When... You asked me, was I justified in my feeling when LSU hired Ed Ozeron? You're damn right I was. Because LSU had been a program that had won two national titles in less than a decade, played for a third. It was a program that in a fertile recruiting state had no competition, that had a university administration, has a university administration that was willing to provide whatever asset it needs from football ops to indoor facility to recruiting budget to everything you need. It is absolutely primed to win and win now. And my feeling then was nothing personal against Ed. I, actually, the very first thing I said on air was I played the audio of Ed Ogeron being introduced when he was talking about his dad and he started crying. Like, RC, I'm, I'm the type of human that I just like to see people succeed. That's just my nature. I, I want good things for people. So for Ed Ogeron, the man, to realize a dream and have that goal, that's awesome. I, great for him. But I can compartmentalize and say that's a man that had never built a successful program. And LSU was at a point where I didn't think they could take that chance. They didn't need, they didn't need to take that chance. Proven head coaches wanted that job. So do your due diligence and find someone that had built a program. I just thought LSU's process was broken in the way they went about it. 
today, has he proven me wrong? Hell yeah. They're number one in the country. Uh, he's he's remade the program in his image. Look, man, and he had his stumbles early. I mean, 2017 was a disaster. He he screwed up hiring Matt Canada, cost mm -hmm. LSU a season and a lot of money having to fire that man. He It was a mistake bringing Pete Jenkins on as a full-timer. It was a mistake bringing Jerry Sullivan on as a full-time staff member because you had older coaches that weren't going to recruit and weren't right. going to be there a long time, and that was negatively used against you. I mean, Ed made a lot of mistakes. It hurt him in recruiting. He messed up the 2018 signing class. They lost Pat Sertain late in the process. I, we like we we all know the stories. Like it was a bumpy ride, but I think one of the most valuable things in life for a human being is being self-aware, and a lot of coaches have lost their career because of their unwillingness to change, being stubborn. And Ed put ego aside self-evaluated, realized where he was deficient, filled in those gaps, and now you have a roster that he built, a coaching staff that he built, and are number one in the country. I mean, how, how can you not be on board with what he's doing? How, how okay, can anybody so not be? With, with that being said, if you had to pick between the two coaches right now, do I want to play for or have him coach my school, mm -hmm. Nick Saban, Ed Ogeron, who's your pick? Nick did coach my school, man. Nick won a championship when I was a student. He he's won six of them. He's the greatest coach in the history of the program. This is an unfair. He's the, he's, he's the greatest this, coach. He's the greatest coach in the history of college football. That's to that, me. I'm sorry, I misspoke. He's the you greatest misspoke. coach in the history of college football. I agree. He is a he is better than Bear Bryant, yes. than Newt Rockney. That because you've got better to take than Lou Holtz. He's better than them all. You've got to take into context the fact that this man has won across eras mm -hmm. in an era when it has never been more competitive, when everybody's on TV, when you have yeah. scholarship limitations, the SEC is better. Now you throw in a playoff where you got to win additional games. He has won more than anybody in Stop the most difficult... Stop talking around the question, yeah. Matthew. So, it's an unfair question. It's not because an unfair the, question. Because the answer, if I take Nick Saban or... It doesn't matter who the or is, it's always Nick Saban because right. he's the best coach in the history of the program. And, that does not mean, though... And I'm going to say something I probably never said... That doesn't mean, though, that Ed Ogeron cannot win a national championship because he has built a roster and is building through recruiting, obviously, a roster that will be, be able to and will continue to be able to compete for national championships. Now, if you now, since we're talking about it, I agree with you. Okay. I think you take Nick Saban. If, if, giving, if given the same roster, the same opportunities... You take Nick Saban over anybody who's ever coached college football. I would. What I do say is, right now, today, for this LSU team, for this era that we are in, I take Ed Ogeron. Ed built a team, though. Just because, and not even just because he built a team. Like, he's now become, like, the one thing, even with, with Nick Saban and, and Alabama, I don't necessarily associate Nick with Alabama. I just don't. I, I associate Alabama with Nick. Right when I think about the Alabama Crimson Tide and their tradition and their championships, I think Bear Bryant, Nick Saban. When I take Nick Saban, he's not solely theirs to me, and maybe that's because I played for him and we were part of it. I feel like Ed Ogeron is ours. I feel like he's our guy. Like he's oh, never he's never had this type of success. He wasn't even thought of as the genius that Nick Saban was thought of when we got him from Michigan State. That's true. You know, we didn't want him from a personality standpoint. Nick wasn't thought of as a genius. 
Well, Nick was not unanimously no, he was, no, no, when he, he got wasn't, the job he, here. Because I think that, too, was a huge part about him being different. He was a different personality. He was different to get along with. He was almost yankee if that's a word, when he came here. And so those things are different. But when you talk to people, especially in NFL circles, people who I know have been around the Parcells and the Belichicks, these were things they always felt and knew. You and, know, I, like, and obviously you have to grow. But you know how Nick got the, got the gig, man. Like Basically, LSU, all of their top candidates had passed. And they were about to start interviewing coordinators. Yeah, I know. And Sean Chewy, who was friends with Joe Dean, was like, do you... And Sean and, and Jimmy Sexton were, were partners. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want to talk... To this guy. To, to this guy? And it was like, oh... Okay, I mean, he kind of fell into their laps, RC. Right. Listen, and yeah, that, but that goes and that, to speak like that goes to speak, speak to the process. Yeah, but but also the fact that at the time Nick wasn't the Nick he wasn't, wasn't the it guy. Yeah, For like sure, who's, who's a, the it guy now? Was, you know, he was I mean, successful. Well, the, the PJ they, Fleck or whoever it is, like because he's winning at Minnesota, but still that yeah. that, that, that that's name calling. So on the other side of that, who's your winner? What do you mean? Who's my winner of this game? Are you asking Maddie Moscona from no, 2001? I'm asking, I'm asking, or are you asking Matt after, Moscona, the I'm host asking, of Because Matt Moscona, the host of After Further Review, has to lead a very different existence. My sole purpose in being on ARC, and look, man, the day... It's honesty. You know, the, the day Ed got hired, I knew how I felt. Yeah, that was a Saturday. If you go back and you look, I didn't say a word. Twitter, anywhere until Monday at 3 o'clock because I knew, I knew that if I said what I felt, you never escape that. You never get away from it. And we're three years removed now. Or see, if I go look at my Twitter right now, I got people on me, hey, you still want Tom Herman? Like I, three years later, you ne- LSU hires a coach so infrequently that whatever you say, you can never get away from that. But for me in this job, the only thing that matters to me is when I sit in that chair at that microphone, the people listening, they don't have to like me. They don't have to agree with me. But they're going to know I am never going to BS anybody. Ever. I, I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't know, I, I'm I, I don't tell know you, why that made me smile Did you want me to say, so much. did you want me to curse? I, I, don't, know I, was I, about to, I don't know if I wanted you but to I curse. Want, I wanted to respect but, the hey, show. But I slightly teared up a little bit because that, is, that, that was real life. Our, I, that was more you, than I bargained listen, for on the show. The very... The, one of the most important lessons I ever learned in 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 this industry. I worked when I first started with a guy named Ed Bucks, and Ed's Ed's past, and he was in he Ed battled his demons, man, but he was an an insane talent. He had a gift, and Ed would always tell me, he "Goes man, passion drives talk radio. If you don't have it here, you you can't do it. it it's when the mic's on, you you just know it. So talk about things that you're passionate about, and if if you don't care, why does your audience care? Mm-hmm. Which is all very true. And, I've heard that, and I don't. I don't need people to agree with me. I just need you to know every day when you come here that I'm never going to BS you. Like, so if I say I think LSU's going to win, you better damn well know I believe I think they're going to win. And if I say I think they're going to lose, I'm telling you, I think they're going to lose. Now you're asking 37-year-old Matt Moscona, who's got a wife and a, and a kid and a career and all this stuff. And my this is my litmus every time I pick a game. Okay? This is my litmus. I go, all right. If I this is literally what I do, RC. This is what I do. I go, okay. If I had to take my entire net worth, if I had to take my house, my savings, 
everything I have for my son, who, as you know, is, has special needs, and everything we have for him, if I had to take everything I own and go up to the window and say it's either on Bama or LSU, I'm going with the home team in this game. Now, so are you saying from a, a talent I, standpoint, from a, a an output standpoint, you think these teams are pretty even, I and that the home field team gets a little advantage there? It's like betting there a little bit because they're at home, because they got a coach that's won, because they've won eight in a row in this series, because they still got a great quarterback and they got talent. But I'll tell you this much, RC, like my like I have this thing in me right now where like my heart is just like bleeding emotion. It's so hard for me to keep this in. So I'm actually glad we're doing this this week because I don't think I can do this on my show. <laughs> hey, you can do but whatever like, you want here, I know, brother. I know, this, no, this is no. why we're here. But it's like, I... RC, like you don't... I mean, the thing in my life that I loved the most was this football team. You know what I mean? Like, as a... Irrationally. I irrationally loved LSU football. You were a as, fan. As a... That, no, that is, like, no, but but, but fans, that's how fans irrational. No, you guys fans, are irrational though. Fans watch the game. Fans put on their shirt. Okay, so fans and then fans go. I mean, I went to every single game as a student. I was the first student in the damn stadium. We would get to the student gate four hours before the gate opened so we could as soon as they open and at this time RC you had physical tickets and you had to bring your ID and we right. made friends with the ticket tearer and they have the, the big roll or they had the big roll up gates at the student gate at Tiger Stadium and they'd pre-tear us so like as soon as it opens as you soon could, as it opens you could hit it bro, bro like crawling underneath it to sprint up the ramp down the Did tunnel you first row you had Boom. to sit in oh or? yeah we were all in the first row our, our crew man and that's what dress I, up anything I, I, no come on man the only reason you dress up is you're a punk and you're trying to get on TV. The, so, you, so you, so you if, weren't you weren't there for if, the TV. You no, were there for if if for you if you if you're passionate enough, the camera's gonna find you. Okay, like the girl last year who was doing the old, you right. know, looking yeah, at the camera. Remember, yeah, like the camera's gonna find you. You know, but if you're a goofball who's dressing up like an Indian or something, a purple and gold Elvis, like all you're doing, you're not you're not worried about your team. All you're doing now is you're trying to get on it's, TV. It's about you. And it's about you. It's about you. I hate you. I hate super fans. I hate Fireman Ed. I hate Clipper Daryl. <laughs> I hate the idiot at the Cubs games who yeah yeah sits in the outfield. Like you wonder why? It's about you. It's a, it's a and it's not about you. You're no better than the guy who's had season tickets forever and sits there and goes to every game and cheers for his team but doesn't dress up. You ain't no better. Agree. So anyway, my Agreed. Point, my, I don't know where I was going with all that. I don't you, know. you, you were talking about your fandom. You were talking about the way your heart bleeds. Yeah. You were, you were just love, saying that there was all this emotion so, that, yeah. that, that so, your part in this game so man, is different from 37-year-old Matt Moscona. We're talking about Matty Moscona right now. It's so, so in this job, though, RC, like, you've got to be able – to take that and put it on a side, man. Like, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but when when you go on ESPN and you're talking to a national audience, they expect you to be the LSU guy. You know what I mean? It, don't they? I mean, they expect you, well, so the, you and the, Bug the, and the, doing your the, thing the, with so, SVP. So, so the big difference is I don't do college ball. That's right. Right? So if I did college ball, yeah. I'd be different. Now, yesterday they asked me a, a, strategical or schematic question about Tua and Joe Burrow, what I thought about them as their future projected. And what I said was watching Joe Burrow work in this offense under Joe Brady that is pushing the ball down the field, that is NFL throws, I've seen more from him that tells me he can make this transition 
than Tua who throws his balls behind the line of scrimmage or throws slants and 65% of his yards come from yak. And so a lot of people came at me like, oh, you're, you're the guy with the purple and gold sports right. coat on. See? Obviously, you feel this way. And I told him, I said, no, if you start asking me that about what cool I, sport coat it, it was pretty dope, right? It was dope. So good. Can dope. I get, can I, where'd you get that? I ordered it, of course. From where? From LAV. So what happened was right. they didn't make it in time. Oh. Right. So I'm riding, I'm driving up to New York from Bristol Tuesday evening. Uh, Jennifer, who tailors my clothes, texts me and say, RC, I thought it would be sent out. It wasn't. And so then she, I was like, well, like I'm, I try to be cool about things like this. I was like, mm. it's cool. I'm going to New York. I can like try to go buy like a coat or a jacket, but I'm hot, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm pissed. Like I won't fight people. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But I know too. I don't want to fight you. I know too. The way I treat people is the way they'll treat me. I got to show respect. So I was like, it's okay. Don't, but I'm steaming inside. Yeah, yeah. So two hours go by, bro. And I text her back. Like, I know like y'all used to me being really cool about things. I was like, but this was really important. She calls the owners of the business. They call the office. So just to say you're sitting over there cutting my podcast mm -hmm. and they say, we need you. We bought you a ticket. Get on the plane with this coat and bring it to New York. And that's how I got my coat. <laughs> someone got on the plane. Oh, awesome. Someone got on the plane from L.A. with the coat in hand, flew it to me, dropped it off at my hotel. I go down at 530 to go to my meeting and the coat was waiting for me downstairs. And you will buy from them forever. It, it will, they will never, there will never be another company that. Love get the love for me love that it. they did. Good for them, man. So, That's awesome. My my last question for you, and this is for any Matt. All right. All 37 of them. My last question for you is this. Okay. Is this game a must win for this LSU team or more for LSU fans? Well, I mean, I guess it depends what the end game is. I mean, fans... Are man, if so, if we if we win RC. this game, if we win this game, but still don't win the SEC championship, still don't win the national championship, is it that. is it worth it? Well, hell yeah, it's worth it. I mean, like be, be real, is I'm, it worth? Hell yeah, it's, I'm sick of losing to this team. I hate them. So you lose. I this, hate their coach. You lose to this I hate team. their mascot. I mean, I hate their rammer jammer. <laughs> I hate their fans. I hate their houndstooth. I hate their entitlement. I hate their stadium. I hate their stupid lights. I hate their city. I hate their barbecue. I hate everything about them. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of losing to so, them. So you take, I'm sick of it forever. You take winning this game, losing to Georgia in the SEC championship. Or would you? Or what's my alternative? There is no alternative. Well, yeah, I want to win this game. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's a stupid question, RC. You are here. No, that's a stupid question. Right, no, 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 no. Here's, here's your because hypothetical. The alternative, okay, here's, the alternative. here's your hypothetical. All right, this is an actual hypothetical. Okay, that wasn't a hypothetical. That was the only decision you could make. The hypothetical would be. Well, that, do I want to win? Yeah, yeah, I want to win. <laughs> yes. No, but like here would be your hypothetical. Do you win this game, lose the SEC, but championship. lose yes, and then you don't make the playoff, or? Lose this game, but they get in the playoff as the four seed. Which one would you take? There you go. I'll take that. Give me in the playoff. I want to win a national championship, RC. These people ha claim a national championship from a team that lost five games. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is a team that, this is a program that won a national title without winning its division. This is a team that ruined LSU's greatest season by playing in a game they didn't belong in. So bleep them, okay? Bleep. Give me <laughs> if if I backdoor my way into a national title, I don't care. And you know what I would do? I'd double bird them on Bourbon Street as I carry that crystal ball down the street like this. 
But you know what they would say. I don't care. Y'all still haven't say. beat us in nine years. All right. And then next year when this game rolls around, count the rings beyond. <laughs> Hey guys, that's, that's Maddie Muscona, man. We're going to take a little break. We come back, finish this thing up. <laughs> Needless to say, Matt Muscona is pretty hyped uh, about this game. I, I don't get to see that side of him very often, but I enjoyed it. And, and that's what it is. People here, they, they, they bleed the purple and gold. And we internalize this. This isn't just about a, a football team. This is about a city. This is about a university. This is about a state. This is one of the few places in the world where guys go to other schools and they go to Tulane and they go to Nichols and they go to they go to, to, to Northwestern and then they say, but I love LSU. LSU is the place that I want it to be. LSU will always be a part of me. But here's the thing, and, and, and this is for fans, which is why I wanted Sconey on here. It's why I'm on here. This team owes us nothing. These boys owe us nothing. This isn't about, they're not carrying Baton Rouge. They're not carrying Louisiana. They're not carrying the last eight years. They're not carrying history. They don't owe Herb Tyler. They don't owe Alan Fanica. They don't owe Kevin Falk. Shoot, they don't owe Tyron Matthew and, and Eric Reed. They don't owe any of those people. This is only about them. This is about them and their head coach that made us stop longing for the dude that we face on Saturday. Ed Ogeron is our guy, and he's not our guy because we wanted him to be. He's not our guy because we had to settle for him. He's our guy because he's winning. He's our guy because there's no place in the world he'd rather be on Saturday night than wearing a purple polo and the headphones that say LSU. So when our boys board the bus and when they get to the airport and when they take flight, they take flight by themselves and they take flight representing themselves. They take flight representing the 2019 Louisiana State University football team. That's it. And when they roll up, they will understand that there are no packs between tigers and men. There's no peace treaties between good and evil. There's no bonds between heroes and villains. There's only predator and prey. There's only the battle for souls. There's only the fight to save the world. And that's what it is. But see, the thing is, is that every single week. And that's what Alabama has had over us for the last eight years. So when these boys roll up to the stadium, man, you roll up by yourself. And they're going to call back the archers. Because they're going to think that they can win the fight. So you stand in front of your destined foe. Not because that foe is so important. Not because he's any different than every other week. He's destined because he's scheduled. Because that's who you're supposed to play. Because your name is in the marquee now. And so when you roll up and they walk out and you stand face to face, you might get cut. You might get bloodied. It's going to be tough. There's going to be adversity, but you kill your prey. You eat. And when you're finished, you tie them up to the back of the carriage. You roll out in the sand. And the whole time that your horse is dragging him behind you on that rope, you're looking back at the eyes of the king. You're looking back in the eyes of the people who walked out the gates and thought they were going to win. And they going to know that they got their ass whipped that day. 
And then when you get back to the village, when you come back home and we celebrate you, you say, you know what? That's just a battle because we're going to win the war. This is for the fans. This is for us. But Saturday night is for them. That's face first. We'll holler at you.